Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, how's it going, Johnny? Pretty good. How about you? Good, good. I'm, I'm a little envious of your uh, new Yeti cup you got there. Oh, man. That's, that's one I've it's had like, a while. Right. Well, it looks clean. That's the it thing. Is, well, it, it is. It, it's because it hasn't been used. It's a Memphis cup. I, yeah. My big 40-ounce Yeti uh, fell off the boat when I was going too fast oh, one day. So it's at the bottom. <laughs> right. And then yeah. I got, it wasn't a Yeti, excuse oh. me, it was an Ozark Trail. I don't want to seem like I'm, uh, you know, higher to do than I am. It's a Walmart version cup that fell off the boat and I bought another one and then it uh, it fell off going down the road on the side yeah. of the lawnmower. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, how are you been? I mean, you've been, been busier. I've been good, just busy. And uh, we're in the process of renovating, well, not renovating, I guess you say redoing Ella's room. Kind of okay. like that transition yeah. from from uh, princess to big girl kind yeah. of thing. You know, that, that like that sure. 10, 11 year old kind of thing. So, um, so yeah. That's, there's there's gonna be there's gonna be some painting. There's gonna be some dismantling of uh, IKEA furniture, which it's it's hard to put together. But mm-hmm. taking apart, I don't know. I don't have those instructions. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully you won't yeah. have to for a while. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been busy with us too, with everything we're doing with the website we've got going on and all the the ministry. I mean, we've had you know a lot of people signing up for Patreon and to become patrons. We've you know got the ebook going out there to a lot of people and. Uh, the the merchandise is coming in, like the Columbia shirts with the logo just came in. Um, the private Facebook community's up. The koozies, the mugs, all that stuff is uh, on the way. And of course, you and I have been loading up some extra content. Yeah. So if you hadn't had a chance to check that stuff out, go to justaguyinthepew.com or check us out on Facebook, Instagram. All the links to that stuff are there. And as always, if uh, you know you guys have felt blessed by anything we're doing here, uh, you can go out there now and, and decide to sign up to be a patron. And uh, you'll be able to get some cool gear along the way, but also get access to a lot of uh, content that other people don't have. Yeah. So, but I wanted to talk, you know, in this show, I know it's been a week or so since this reading came out on that Sunday, but, um, you know, I think it was, yeah, it was a week ago Sunday. There was a reading on, you know, the, the declaration of Jesus as the Christ by Peter. And that's something that, you know, every time I read that, it just, it really grabs my attention and it's not i I know that that reading is for us as catholics is super important right it's the primacy of peter uh it it talks about where he's you know where he becomes the first pope uh where jesus gives him the keys to the the kingdom and you know and of course he's the rock that the church is, is going to be built on well that's that's all great, and we could spend a lot of time into that. It's important we're not stuff. Talk for our about faith. Caesarea Philippi. No, like we're not going to talk no. about that today. Okay. What I do want to talk about, though, is the question. Yeah. That's that's what the show is about today. Is the question? Um, you know, if you remember the reading, Jesus asked the disciples two different questions. You know, the first one, he says, "Who do people say that I am?" And of course, he gets all kind of answers. Right. Well, people say yeah. you're you're um, Elijah, or people say you're John the Baptist, or Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. But then comes the most important question, the second of the two. Who do you say that I am? Right. You know, you can almost see Jesus like pointing at him and say, but who do you say that I am? Because that's right. what's important. And so um, it, it is way more important. It alludes to how personal Christianity needs to be and that Jesus desires an intimate and important relationship with all of us, 
right? Like that, that's what that question says. Like, okay, I know people say all kind of things about who I am, but what's important is who do you individually, each of you say that I am. Mm -hmm. And it's the most important question that any of us will ever be asked in our life. And that's the thing. We've talked about this on here before that a lot of times we can read scripture as just another history book, right? It's, it's something that a book that has some some stories and some dates and you know and and some things that may or may not necessarily be true depending on who you are and what you believe but we cannot read the bible that way it can't just be black words on a white page these these stories these passages these scriptures have to be become personal to us right, right? we have to allow jesus to speak to us through them and so that's what we have to do we have to sit there and say Okay, what is Jesus asking? He's saying, who do you say that I am? Victor, John, whoever's reading the Bible, right? Who do you? It's not just Peter that he's talking to. Um, he's asking us. It's not just those apostles. He's asking every one of us. And it's the fundamental question of Christianity. You know, at some point, Jesus asked us all that question. Maybe he has in your life already. Maybe he has yet to. But at some point in each and every one of our lives, Jesus is going to ask us that question. And how we answer that question is going to shape the rest of our lives. Right. Well, what you're kind of going towards is kind of like where you said everyone has a, a direct question to answer. Mm -hmm. it, who do you say I am to, to everybody out there mm -hmm. in the world that's existed? And, and a lot of, like you said, a lot of people will give the question uh, a different answer from what Peter said. Like some people said, well, Jesus was a great moral teacher mm -hmm. or he was a miracle worker or he was a great speaker. You know, sure. he was he was a philosopher uh, because that's where people think that they are because therefore they don't want to give over their life to, Christ, to mm -hmm. Christ. Sure. But for those like Peter centered, like like we try to be is like you are the Christ. You are the son of God. You are God. Mm -hmm. And and I am nothing without you. And that's a total surrender that he is asking each one of us to do every day. Sure, and you're you're right. There's a lot of people that would throw Jesus into a category with Gandhi and Buddha and yep. you know all these other you know philosophers or or people from other uh, religions that that have uh, come through in the world. But that's not where Jesus belongs. And like I said, that our answer to that question is 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 so important to what kind of lives we're going to lead. I mean, and there's only really only two ways you can answer that question. Either he is the Son of God, he's the second person of the Trinity, he's the Lord of my life, or he isn't, mm -hmm. right? And and he's either the most important thing in your life or he's not. There is no in-between, there is no maybe, there is no, well, he's a little bit of both. No, it's like he's either this or he's not. And when we proclaim the way Peter did, that you are the Christ, you are the Son of God, you are the Holy One, the Messiah, then our answer can't just be in words only. You know, for many people in this world, it's that way now, you know, where, okay, I had this feeling, right? My heart fluttered at something or somebody said something that touched me once or, or made me emotional. And so I gave Christ, my, you know, right. gave Christ my life that day, but then the feeling went away and yes, I'm still Christian by, by name and by, you know, I go to, I'm on a church, you know, bulletin register somewhere, right? I'm, if you look me up at this church, my name's there with my family picture or whatever, but have we really given ourselves over to Christ? Um, you know, a, a ton of people in the world live that way now. You know, I did that years ago. Oh, yeah, I gave my life to Christ. But what does your life look like since then? Right? For me, I was eight years old, you know, or, or so somewhere along in there when I'd been to church camp in a Baptist church and, um, you know, had been many times and, and surrounded in a youth group in a great atmosphere. But something happened, you know, on that trip. And I remembered this feeling now 
of just really desiring Christ in my life and in my heart. Now, did I really understand what that meant at the time? I don't know. I think I had a pretty good idea of it. But, you know, I went up in front of the church the next Sunday and was baptized a week later and and uh, and asked Christ in my heart. But that can't just be this, the, 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 the extent right. of our faith, right? It's got to become part of our life. And as people here, you know, know the story of my life, that that wasn't always the case. And and uh, it is now. I try to give everything I can to them. I'm not perfect by any means. But it's got to be more than words. You know, it has to be pronounced in your actions as well. Otherwise, it might as well be a no, right? We may give that yes, but if we're not living it out in our life, if our actions don't display, um, if people can't see from the way we live our life that we proclaim through our action and the very essence of our life that Christ is Lord and King and Messiah and Savior and everything in my life, as we said a couple weeks ago on the podcast, then it might as well be a no because our words can just be empty, right? I could say I'm an astronaut. Doesn't doesn't mean I'm one, right? I mean, it doesn't make me one. So that's the important thing I want people to understand here is when we answer this question, it's got to be our full yes with every bit of our being, not just in our words, something that can easily be forgotten and moved on from, but with every you know, a bit of our being and a pledge to remain that way for the rest of our life, even through the difficulties. Well, another thing too, when I was thinking about this and I apologize if I divert from where you're going, because it's, I'm, if you do, we'll edit awesome. it. Don't worry about it. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm on the cutting <laughs> room floor all the time. <laughs> That's right. Um, but the, the neat, the, well, the thing that I remember most as a child, as a, probably a young teenager growing up, my dad telling me about like you know find a place where they speak the gospel they teach the gospel mm-hmm. and every church does in some form okay but it's it's conditioned on pretty much the the audience you know and i say i'm saying this because i remember my dad telling me that he uh he knew someone in the uh, same kind of business and he was asking my dad says well who goes to your church he was getting a list of the affluent and influential oh, people sure, in yeah. that church because he wanted to expand his business. My dad said, well, you shouldn't come to church for that, for whoever goes there. You need to go for the right reason, which is your faith. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to do that too. But my dad kind of like knew that that guy probably was not to be trusted, you know, mm-hmm. because he's, he's going to church to be part of a club, like a social club, rather than finding himself and how to be changed by faith. And I think sometimes we all like maybe have a little dose of that in ourselves mm-hmm. when we first kind of go on our venture and in our life. We try to go find where where all is the where's you know for guys you know where's the single ladies go to you sure. know <laughs> kind of thing and um, and again you know there's a the the draw may not be genuine but once you get to there and the gospel is being preached from any pulpit you know then then that that sense of the gospel grabbing your heart like Christ grabbing the disciples' heart and saying who do you say I am. Who do you say I am? Then, then that answer has to come, mm-hmm. and you either walk away or you fully in, embrace that love. And and there's always going to be that decision where people can remember that in life: did they do that, or did they not do that? Are they shamed of Christ or they love Christ? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, and and here's here's the thing: like that question, we've talked about this a bunch on here. Like if I answer that question in the way that He is Lord and, and then I have to live that way yeah. and I'm going to lose everything and I'm not in control anymore. We've talked about that so many times on here. But the fact is that, that the answer to that question is dual-sided, right? Like it's not just if I give that to Christ, if I if I take a knee, if I surrender, if I if I give him lordship of my life, then that means I lose everything. No, it means you find everything. Right. Because the answer to that question 
is uh, of who he is, we're actually answering the question of who we are by answering who he is, right? It gives us purpose. It gives us identity. It gives us meaning to our life. Um, you know, it, it defines us. It shapes our lives. Because if you look at it, if you answer that question, no, you're always going to be a person that is endlessly searching for things of the world, right? Like, you know, it, it determines whether you're going to be a, a joyful and peace-filled person or, or a driven person or someone fighting emptiness and the endless search for things in the world that will never, you know, fill that emptiness. That's what the answer to that question is. It, it isn't just about Jesus as Lord. That's the most important part. But it also allows us to start to open the door to who we can become. You know, if you look at it, and I'll use my, I'll use myself for an example because that's the story that I know best, right? It's my life. But I, I don't mean to say I'm better than anyone else or anything that by sharing these things in my life. But I can tell you that that my life, you know, people will ask me, why, why do you believe in Jesus so much? Like, how do you know he's Lord of your life? How can you so adamantly give yourself to him like every single day? And John, you're a guy that goes to daily mass every day. Why, how can you continue to do that? How do you, and once again, I'm not bragging by saying that it's, these are questions people ask me and I say to them, how could I not like, look at my life, look at, look at what he's done in my life. Nothing else could explain the things that have happened in my life, whether it's almost losing my family, not dying from drug abuse, all those different things. That's that's far in the past. But even recently, like, you know, I mentioned this once or twice on the show where things were going good. You know, I left I left Napa. I was in ministry. I was working for Cardinal Studios and things were going well. I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was happy. You know, I was able to do the things that, that I thought he was calling me to do. And certainly didn't think they were going to end, you know, three days before Christmas this past year. And, you know, I haven't been super candid about, candid about, candid about that time that, that proceeded after that. But, man, it was, it was rough. You know, I went and helped my dad go through his knee surgery. And that was, that was a pleasure and an honor to be there for him. But we went through Christmas and you're going, okay, like, well, it's January and I just got my last paycheck and I have no idea what's going to happen after this. And, and I don't want to go back to work in the secular world. I don't think God's calling me that, but I don't know. And, and you know, I tried to, to take the time to say this is a time to be faithful. This is a time to grow in prayer and grow in my relationship. And, and you know, the devil starts chiseling away at that stuff. And there was a time to where I could feel myself slowly losing some of the faith. Not in, in God, but just saying, like, Lord, you know, almost feeling sorry for myself. Like, I've given you everything I know to give you. And why am I in this position? And what are you doing? And... Like, I don't, I see a lot of people in the world that don't give you, you know, two minutes a day and I'm trying to give you everything I know to give you. And why am I in this place? Why am I in this position? You know, and, and really complained a lot about a lot of things and and got to the point one day where I was in tears on the bedroom floor. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit that, that I was sitting there going, you know what, God, there's so many people in this world that don't care. Well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't care either. You know, and I was having a temper tantrum. I was being immature, you know, and, and I kind of threw the Bible on the bed and said, I'm done. And, uh, you know, a few days later is when, you know, God sort of said, you know, I'm sure he didn't use these words, but you know, here, hold my beer and watch this. Right. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I'm on a phone call with a guy that I've talked to once in my life and in the virtual Catholic conference comes out of that. And now that's, that's something that we're doing. That's, that's doing conferences for diocese and all filling a gap in the church and filling holes and, and doing something that benefits the church, but it also supports uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world and it, and is giving me a way to make a living 
that's a decent living and still do the things I want to do in the in my own personal ministry here. And I look at all that and I go, how could I not believe in God? Right? Every single time that I've ever even thought about doubting him, he saw, he said, watch this. Like, just remember, it's not on my time. It's not on your time. It's on my time. Just believe a little longer. Right? Just, just, just don't doubt me. And he has done nothing but bless my life from my relationship with my wife, healing something that I thought would be impossible to heal, to, to now giving my family this this future that's bright. And you know what? Maybe VCC only lasts a couple of years and, and things go back to normal or whatever. But I know now because of who he has shown me he is, who he has proven himself to be, that I'll never do anything but answer that question. You are the Lord of my life, right? And all of us, we've got to get to that, to that you know, to that same answer at some point in our life, no matter how God takes us to that. But that's my answer when people ask me that is how could I not believe everything he's shown me and all it takes is being open to it. So we have to, we have to realize that that is the most important question that we're ever going to be asked. And you know, what happened after that? Let's look at that for a minute. So Peter answers the way he did, right? You're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the son of the living God. And what happens? Jesus looks at him and he gives him that other name, right? You are Petrus, you are the rock upon which I'll build my church. Well, here's the thing. Peter Peter got that name, but he's not going to be the only one. We're all going to be renamed. And that new name, when you answer yes, is disciple, right? You are now called a disciple of Christ. That is your new name. And and you're what that means is you're committed, as we said last week, convicted follower of Christ, that now your job is to go out and to live that in your life every day, not just to have it be empty words of Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior, and I'll take you into my heart, and da 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 da, da and, and, and let it be a thing in our life, but to be the most important thing that can ever happen in our life. And if you look, that's what it was to the apostles, right? The apostles answered that question, all of them, resoundingly yes at some point, right? Because they gave their life to Christ. Now, does that mean they're perfect? Did that mean that they didn't fall? Did that mean they didn't doubt? Did that mean that they didn't run away when Jesus was arrested? No. And we're all going to have moments in our life where we do the same thing. But we still have to come back to the fact that he's Lord. You look at the apostles. Every one of them, no matter what trouble they had along the way getting there, they eventually, Jesus came to them somewhere, some way, and said, hey, you know, who do you say that I am? And they said, you are Lord, and you are the Lord of my life. And they went all over the old world in the, in, in the New Testament and changed the world all the way until their death. That's what it meant for them to say, you are the Lord of my life. And they, each one of them gave their life so that you and I are here today doing this. And this is the same thing that it's got to be for us. It, it's, it was no longer an answer to a question, but a way of life for them. And that's the same way our answer has to be. It has to transform from a, a vocal declaration of you are the Lord of my life, you are my Savior, to showing it the way you live your life each and every day. Well, the new name you're talking about, Disciple. Um, it's profound because we, we all have a calling to be the son or daughter of God. And when we put on that new, say, cloak of discipleship, meaning that you're carrying everything else with you, not you yourself, but you're carrying God's mission, you're carrying God's will, you're carrying God's desire to change the hearts of men who are gone astray. And you're not going to meet everybody very nice and cordial because you're yeah. a disciple. <laughs> And, and that's the thing is like you said, every disciple, except for John, you know, mm-hmm. the beloved, yeah. 
died a martyr's death. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some grisly deaths. They know? tried to kill him. He, did, he, yeah, did when, he wouldn't cook when they turned right. the hole on. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that not to say that we're going to be martyred, mm-hmm. but we're maybe feel we're being martyred by, by being like, um, I guess you say isolated ostracized, or ostracized you know, like, and yeah. so forth. And, but that's okay because if that's the worst that comes from being a disciple of Christ, receive that mm-hmm. and know that he's like, Hey man, you're, you're following my will and you're doing what you're supposed to do. And you know, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's what's so hard for a lot of folks, but what we have to realize is that God gives us the power to do this, right? right. He gives us the grace in our life to do this. And we have to trust, we have to surrender like the things that we've said. But this this question, I mean, like I said, there's going to come a time in your life, if you, if it hasn't already, where Jesus is gonna ask you. Maybe he's asked you millions of times already, or not millions, but a lot of times. And and you've just been the person that's oh, not right now. Right, you're I, I, St. Augustine. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, you, yeah you're, you're just, you're asked again and again, and, and eventually there's going to come a time in your life where you're gonna have to answer Maybe not the right way, but you're going to have to definitively answer that. Now, maybe that's when your life's over, right? And it's too late. Or you're someone who the Lord will do something in your life. Maybe, you know, some people have to have their heart broken. They have to be brought to rock bottom like I was. Other people, something happens in their life. A light bulb comes on or or someone else walks in their life and, and helps them out of a situation. But either way, none of us escapes this question. And it is the most important and fundamental question in in all of your life that, that's what, yeah, yeah. that's the thing like that's the i want people to understand the gravity of that there mm-hmm. is no more important question than this like nothing you have to answer this one way or another in your life and depending on that like we said is going to be what kind of life you have the joy the peace or always looking for something and never finding it in your life um and there's 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 a few things here like look if you're a person that that doesn't feel like Jesus has never asked me this, or Jesus wouldn't ask me this because of what I've done, or the things I've, uh, uh, you know, the things I've perpetrated, or whatever else. Just remember, all of those apostles that he was asking, "Who do you say that I am?" None of them were perfect. You had tax collectors, fishermen. You had, uh, you know, guys that just were not. They weren't the people anybody probably would have picked if you they wanted weren't a cultured individuals. Right, right, right. So, just just remember, God has a place for everybody. Jesus doesn't care what you've done what kind of person you are, any of that. He wants to come to you, and when he does come to you, it's because he believes that you can do the job, whatever job he wants to give you, whatever job he has, whatever plan place you have in his plan, he believes you can do it, or he wouldn't be there in front of you asking you. So we've got to get past all that guilt and that I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not good enough for this, any of that, because that's up to Christ. And if he's approaching you and asking you this question through many different ways that he can, subtly, then, then you have to understand that and think about it like, well, if he's asking me this, maybe it's for a certain purpose. Maybe it's for a reason. And just trust in that and then give him the best of that answer. And then spend the rest of your life getting to know him, right? And that's what I want to say. Like, we always want to talk about how-tos here towards the, towards the end of the show. Well, here's the things that I want people to think about. Like, has Jesus been asking me this question and have I been ignoring it? Because I can remember for a long time when mm-hmm. I was in my yep. drug-ridden struggles the Lord was silently coming back to me. And like, the more I look back at it, that, that what people would say was your conscious was really him coming back to me. A lot of times say, John, like you're, you're better than this. You know, better than this. You're going to get caught. You're going to lose everything. It's like, why don't you come back to me? Why don't you, you know, that he was always asking me, but I was ignoring it. 
I knew I knew it when it was happening. And so we we've got to look back at that and be honest. Like, has Jesus asked me that question and have I been ignoring it? And what are we going to do the next time that he comes and he asks us that? Two, like, who do I, not my parents, not my spouse, not anyone else, but who do I say that he is? Because we cannot live the Catholic faith the way we're called to based on how other people in our life live it, right? Our mom and our dad can't live it for us. Our, our brothers and sisters can't. Our best friends can't. Our spouses can't. Our children can't. It's up to us. We're the only people that can live our own lives for Christ. So we have to stop saying, well, I believe because they believed or it was just a part of my life. No, I believe because I have unanimously declared that Jesus is the Lord of my life, that he is the Savior, he is the Redeemer, and he is the way, the truth, and the life, right? And that's what we have to do ourselves. We have to take ownership of that. So three, like how is Jesus calling me to live out my answer? So once you give him your yes, how is he calling you to live that yes in your life each and every day? And that takes discernment, that takes prayer, that takes individual time with God, whether through scripture or through prayer to get to know him and his plans for your life. And then number four, what are the things I'll put into practice to make sure my answer stays the same, right? We've all been there where, where, you know, I had somebody the other day tell me I hadn't been to church in four months. Good Catholic. It's easy to fall off the wagon. It is easy to get out of habits. It's easy to let other things become more important. So how, once I've given Jesus my yes, am I going to put it into practice and make sure that I'm going to keep it the same? What are the things I'm going to do in my life? Am I going to get involved in a group? Am I going to pray? Am I going to read scripture? Am I going to do rosaries? Whatever it is. But what things in my life am I going to commit to to make sure that I'm staying with that same answer of Jesus, you're the Lord of my life and living it out in my life every day? So, you know, guys, that, I mean, that's it. it these are things that, that sometimes can be hard, but, you know, these are things that the Lord calls us to. And, you know, as we, as we get close to closing out the show here, just keep that in mind that it's possible for everybody. There's not some, you know, super special group of people that this is easy for. It's hard for everybody. And you know what? Good things come to those that, <laughs> that usually yeah. the good things are the hard things. So, you know, here at the end of the show, again, I want to remind everybody else, go check out all our new stuff. Just go on the pew.com. You'll be able to sign up for email updates there. You'll be able to get the free ebook there. Um, there's been a lot of people doing that. Uh, there's a lot of neat things going on on our social media. So stay apprised of that as well. But folks, I really just want to say here at the end of the show, as you hear the music, that the most important question you'll ever answer in your life is who do you say that I am? So take time to get to know Jesus so you can have the right answer. So let's take it to prayer, Victor. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you do not desire empty, half-hearted relationships with us. At some point, we must all give a personal answer to the question of who do you say that I am. Lord, place within our hearts a longing to know you so that we can answer it in the right way. And Jesus, once we have proclaimed you as Lord, help us to show our belief not only in our words, but in the very way in which we live our lives. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>